Okay, here we are. That's good sports podcast. Uh, I'm I'm the main host, Brandon Perna, along mm. with Will Keys, the deputy host. Deputy. Uh, yeah, I think that's fitting. That means I get shot and you you don't, which sucks. Yeah. Well, the thing is, I don't think Bob Marley's gonna be able to shoot you. But whoever did the cover of that song, Eric Clapton, I think he could he could put put a bullet between your eyes. Yeah, He's still around, I think. But I mean, do both get shot? Because they say I shot the sheriff, but I did not shoot the deputy. Does that imply yeah, the deputy yeah. was shot? But yeah, shot admit, by someone else. Only admitting guilt to to one. Yeah, <laughs> that's the podcast get, we do you, next week. That's so that's so strange. It's like, yeah, sure, I shot the sheriff. But I didn't shoot the deputy. It's fine. What? Yeah. What are you taking me to jail for? Yeah, I I respect the yeah. honesty there, though. You know. Mm-hmm. That is annoying. <laughs> you tell the fucking He's owning truth. up to it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, this is a football podcast, I guess. Uh, I am obligated by nobody to tell you that, other than that's the thing I think you're supposed to do at the beginning of a podcast is tell you what the hell it's going to be about. So today. First half, we talk Broncos. We're going to preview Broncos Steelers, talk about Keenan Allen, why he thinks everything sucks, uh, who the Broncos released and moved, shuffled some players around. And then this, this episode comes out on Thanksgiving. We'll touch briefly on the Thanksgiving games, but since most of you, that will have been in the past, we're just going to focus on the games coming up this weekend get into that crazy, crazy Monday night football game and maybe maybe debate uh, a little bit of the MVP race. Um, oh, I had a really good debate segment for us, which I forgot to write down. Maybe it'll come to me during this podcast, Will. I don't know. For, for worst take? Yeah, for worst take where okay. I had a really good one and now I can't freaking remember it. It'll come to you. It will. It, maybe. All right, so uh, you said it earlier. The Broncos got rid of Pac-Man Jones. Looks like they're going to bring up Brendan Langley, which is, I think, a good move just because he was a third-round pick uh, just two years ago, not even two years ago. And we really don't know what the Broncos have in him whatsoever. So they we- need to get a good look at him. We know what Pac-Man Jones is. He's not the future. Brendan Langley might be. We don't know how bad Brendan Langley truly is yet. Yeah, is we got to find out. Uh, you know, when I realized that they should have cut Pat Ma- Pac-Man Jones is when he continued to return kicks out of the end zone and get to the 15-yard line. It's like, dude, man, yeah. you're not fast <laughs> enough to, to even get to the 20. And then, like, why return kicks? What do you know? You know you're going to get just – you're going to get called for, for holding. It's all there's always holding on any goddamn special teams play. It's been real special teams has been like I feel like really it's like a down year for the NFL from missed field goals and extra points to I swear to God, like every time I'm watching a game and whether it's a good kick return or punt return, it comes back for penalties. Um and the on there's no I haven't seen any successful onside kicks this year. 
Uh, no, I can't remember seeing like a, a punt return, or a, I'm sure I'm missing one. But like, yeah, I'm sure return, it's happened. Kickoff touchdown returns are just—they've basically become extinct. I don't know. Maybe if, maybe I feel like that because I just watch the Broncos every weekend, and it's definitely not a thing uh, in Denver anytime they're playing at Mile High. Yeah. But yeah, it feels like every good every good play, you just like you see the yellow flag icon come up on the scoreboard, and you just sigh this collective you know, resignation that this is what's going to happen on every single special teams play. And this is the NFL now. It sucks. I hate it. Yeah. I don't even like, I don't even get excited if a, a return happens. I'm just like, it's coming back. No. Yeah. <laughs> I, I just, it's like, you, you know it. And you know, I watch, I feel like I've watched as much football as humanly possible this season between red zone, the primetime games. And I just, I can't think of one right now. And you're right. I, I know one or two have probably happened, but it just feels like it used to be at least one time on Sunday, one team takes one back and you see it on red zone. And now it's, it's not there. It's just like watching, you know, the, the Monday night football game, the, the first half of it. And there were, you know, just penalties only benefiting basically the offense. <laughs> That's all it yeah. is. Well, the thing is, like, this year we knew this was going to be a bad officiating year. This is the worst officiating year, I think, since 2012 when they had the replacement refs the replacement. because a bunch of referees retired after the 2017 season, and there's this whole new crop. There's, like, uh, Ed Hockley's son is one of them, uh, a whole other bunch of refs that I, I have no idea what their names are because they're all new, but they're definitely working out the kinks, and it's – taken a while and they even fired that one guy who missed the false start yeah the and they, Browns. they never fire refs yeah that's like that felt like a like a big significant symbolic move that like uh, we're gonna hold these guys accountable to some extent especially like you know if they miss a holding that's one thing but like a false start is such a fundamental part of football that you can't miss that and there's gonna be repercussions which i think is a good thing yeah, no, I, I, I do too. They should be held accountable. The, I guess like the question there is like, what does the NFL want though now? Like their accountability, I feel like is uh, call the game we want, we want you to call. And that game is fuck the defense. Yeah, <laughs> basically. Like you, 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 anytime you can keep an offensive drive alive and it's close, just do it. Just do it. Even well, uh, unless it's unless it's uh, Tim Patrick against the Chargers, then it yeah. goes the opposite way. But, yeah, I guess we we should talk about that because uh, before we get into the Broncos Steelers, because we've got Keenan Allen's comments, uh, right. but also like that Broncos Chargers game, the Broncos get a win. I have mixed feelings about this victory. Um, okay, the the Chargers. Got, they had like 120 yards in penalties. But the Broncos, I felt like were – like you, you think in a game like that where you get flagged that many times, like – because the Broncos didn't have a lot of penalties. But the ones they did, I felt like if they had four – I don't know how many they had. And I'm not going to look. But if they had four, I felt like three of the four were bullshit. Like three of the four were bad calls. And I felt like most Agreed. of the ones against the Chargers were the you know the right call or whatever. Like the Chargers kind of – they did the Broncos thing where they would get into the red zone and then they just had a false start, a holding penalty, and all of a sudden they're settling for a field goal. Yeah, uh, the Chargers penalties felt all 
fairly procedural. Whereas the Broncos penalties, you had that offensive pass interference against Tim Patrick, which nearly lost them the game. If, yeah. if Case Keenum doesn't throw that dart to Cortland Sutton on the very next play, uh, I don't think the Broncos win. I don't think they're even close to field goal range. Uh, and there's also that uh, unnecessary roughness on Justin Simmons that looked just like a football play. I mean, I don't know. I don't know how to explain that. There was something like that on Monday night too, which went the wrong way, I think. Um, yeah, it was the the the, the, uh, the the Chiefs tied in lowered his head and hit the defender right in the helmet and they, call it, they called that on the Rams like not that it would have mattered because I feel like the Chiefs would have scored on that drive anyway but the the Broncos the the Tim Patrick pass interference where the yeah, defense, this is a passing game that needs all the help they can get <laughs> yeah and they, they like I tried to rewatch it they didn't have a good angle like the only thing I could guess is that if he pushed off like a lot before the defender before the camera like cuts to that angle but even then the defender hits Tim Patrick early so re-watching it the announcers go on to say why it was defensive pass interference the entire time until they found out it was offensive pass interference then you put Dan Fouts in a shitty position exactly yeah because he's got to defend the Broncos which he does not do like he, yeah. he, is a, he is a Chargers homer, okay? He's not going to want to defend the Broncos, but he had to do it multiple times in that game and say, I think the refs got that one wrong, and that includes the, the Case Keenum two-point uh, conversion that the refs yep. called wrong that the Broncos didn't know you should challenge. Yeah, so there's that play. Then Philip Lindsay, they, at least the announcers thought he got past the line of first down. Apparently, one of those plays wasn't challengeable. One of them was. The fourth down play is not challengeable because it's a change of possession, so I guess right. they look at it anyway. And they decided, yeah, and they just got it wrong. They, it, it's even worse when, <laughs> when they go to the booth or, like, they go to New York or whatever hellhole they review all these places and watch it on probably the most high definition of cameras – uh, just on repeat 30 times before they make their decision and still get it wrong. That's pretty troubling. Yeah. And <clears throat> no, 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 it, it's terrible. I heard something that like that stadium, like it's smaller, it's a little different and they can't get as many camera angles in there or some shit like that. I don't know. Well, maybe know. you shouldn't have put a football team in a soccer stadium. <laughs> yeah. I also know that cameras are like this big. Like you can get small cameras. Yeah. And you, it, you can, you can put a camera up. in the ball if you wanted to. Yeah. Don't tell me you can't fit enough fucking cameras in there. Cause that is a cop out. Also You're just lying to me at that point. Also as close as the Broncos games have been this season. When Vance Joseph decided to go for it there. I'm like, why don't you take the three points? Just take the, I don't know. I kind of liked it. I kind of liked it. Yeah. Yeah. It, it almost cost him the game too. It almost won them the game. <laughs> I know that doesn't make sense because they still won the game, but uh, I like when you're three and six. I think you like it. Just came after a fake punt. Yeah, they scored I know it on came a after touchdown a fake punt. A fake punt. You gotta you gotta go balls out when you're three. But and you six, had just gotten stuffed on the run attempt before. You take the points there. Look, we're always okay. With the, here's the thing with the coaches. 
we're always going to judge them based on the results and not the process. Oh, I'm I, have, I try to process. make my mind up. I was like, why are you going for this right now during the game? I was like, this is the team that needs the points. They're within three points in like the last – they're within three or four points in like six of the last seven games they played. You kick a stupid easy field goal there. Uh, yeah, and if – my only problem was – on fourth and one, when you're just running it straight into the line, I'd rather give it to Royce Freeman than 150-pound Philip Lindsay. But very I know true. very well that if they had scored a touchdown on that drive, you would not be second-guessing Vance Joseph. No, I wouldn't. Of course I wouldn't. But they didn't convert it because <laughs> – Exactly. It's the results. <laughs> it's the results of a team. You'd be like, oh, that was a great call. It's the results of a team you can't trust to convert those plays. Why not run a quarterback sneak there? Why do we? Why? Why is Tom Brady the only quarterback in the league who's really good at the quarterback yeah. sneak? That was one of those things that bugged me during the Brock Osweiler, Paxton Lynch era. It's like you've got six foot, you got basically NBA power forwards playing quarterback. If it's yeah. like third, I'll go back to like third and three. If you're within three yards of a first down, I'm sneaking right ahead. You know, Brady does that thing where he just holds the ball out past the goal line, doesn't even get there because he's a little bitch. I just do that every single play. Brock Osweiler's probably got the wingspan of, like, Muhammad Bamba for the Orlando Magic. Just hang that ball out. Easy, easy first down every time. Brock Osweiler's arms are probably six feet long. So if you're, if you're two yards away, you do a QB sneak, and he can just reach the ball over the line and get it. Exactly. Yeah. Did you see that oh. Leonard Fournette touchdown where he dove for it? Over yeah, I did. Or <laughs> he like jumped. Did it? Did he do two two jumps? Or he got like hit? It was like it was just yeah. It was just like one big one, and it got. It was like he stuck it out, and it was too short, but he was like still going, and then yeah. I don't know. It was crazy. <laughs> it's just stuff like that. That it's like so athletic. Like I could never even think to do that. No. And then you got like Drew Brees, who's, I don't know, 5'11 or six foot. And when they're on like the goal line, he's like flying over the goal line too, holding the ball over. Yeah, I know. I don't know. I just feel like the Broncos got to practice that with Case Keenum. Uh, fourth and one, I feel like that's a more successful move to, to pick up one yard than handing it off, you know, to your smallest back three yards behind the line of scrimmage. And then, I don't know making it that close where they got kind of screwed out of a, a thing. But anyway, uh, the two-point <laughs> conversion, like, I, I, I'm not blaming Vance Joseph for not challenging it there. I'm blaming whoever the fuck the guy who's supposed to tell Vance Joseph, you can challenge that, you need to challenge it. Because they made yeah. excuses this week saying like, oh, yeah, you know, they didn't have a good look at it up in the booth. They told me – you know, it was uh, – I think he said it was like a gray area, so we didn't do it. Don't like that at all. That's – give me that job. Like, that is an easy job to say, yeah, he, he definitely got the two-point conversion there. Apparently, they have the same views that we have on TV. They don't get extra views up there. But even then, we saw the replay of Keenum like three or four times before the commercial break, which gives you extra time to think about it because there was a kickoff after, and I don't know. It's just like the little shit. I feel like they don't know how to do the – they don't know the details. They don't pay attention to the small details, and that's what drives me nuts about, like, 
I think the problems that trickle down to the team and to the games this year, and this was in a win. This yeah, was in a exactly win. what I was just about to say. Like we're picking apart a win, which feels <laughs> kind of nice. Be, yeah, because the Chargers, Keenum, Ke, uh, Keenum, Keenum Allen. If you yeah. if you if you put Ke, Case Keenum <laughs> and Keenan Allen together, you get Keenum Allen. He said the Broncos suck. That was the quote, right? That's a take. He said uh, we beat yeah. ourselves. The Broncos suck. Yeah, the exact quote from Keenan Allen uh, when he was asked if the Broncos played well against the Chargers, which, interesting question, by the way. (laughs) Um, He said, no, I don't think they played well at all. Okay. We dominated the game. Interesting. Turnovers, we gave them some points, and that's what happened. They suck. This is a classic case of, uh, I know you are, but what am I? (laughs) <laughs> yeah that's how you respond to, to keenan allen there you know the shitty thing is though like he's wrong and he's right he's he's yeah. right he's right in that the i think the chargers really did beat themselves uh the broncos played good offense in the fourth quarter the defense the Bron- was, yeah the broncos made some plays we'll, the we'll give defense some- was terrible in pass coverage but up front, they were pretty good throughout the game. Uh, yep. Von Miller had, you know, some great plays. The, the interception, they were getting two rivers. They held Melvin Gordon in check, which has not been easy for any team to do this year. So it's like every week there's like some things you can be like, oh, really excited and positive about. But Case Keenum had 59 passing yards heading into the fourth quarter. So it's like – uh, I get what he's saying. Saying a team sucks is pretty fucked up, though. I think the last person to say that about the Broncos was LaShawn McCoy. Said it about NoShawn Moreno for no reason. I think that was in 2013. He was just like, NoShawn Moreno sucks. And then the Broncos, like, the Broncos just... He, yeah, pummeled. I think he had, like, a 1,000 yards and 10 touchdowns that year. Yeah, the pretty Broncos pummeled the Eagles yeah. that year. That's when he was an Eagle. Uh <laughs> But, right, that was like the 52-17 to 17 game. Yeah. I mean, and, the, you know, Rivers threw for 401 yards against the Broncos secondary. Mm-hmm. So, again, there's some, some things I really liked, and I thought the Broncos were going to lose that game for – I did you know, too. For three hours until, like, the, the last – I don't know. The last drive because Case Keenum had a – Case Keenum and the offense had a chance – to you know pull ahead twice at the end of the game they had a drive they didn't do anything and then they fortunately got the ball back with not a lot of time and then did miracles the i mean case threw it to except like early case threw it to jeff hireman who somehow ended up running backwards i was just like oh fuck but then yeah (laughs) then emmanuel sanders and Cortland sutton saved them and here's a question okay sanders He's, he's playing good football. Uh, he is. He's in a contract year, though. We thought this would be, you know, the last season he's with the Broncos. Do the Broncos try and keep Emmanuel Sanders? I hope so. I think uh, getting some of the Demarius Thomas money off the books helps them re-sign him if, they, if that's what they want. I don't think Deshaun Hamilton's ready to step in and, and be the Robin to Cortland Sutton's Batman right away. Yeah, Just it's because, hard because he keeps getting hurt. I think he got hurt during yeah. the Chargers game too. Yeah, not only do they get hurt, and you just like you want one reliable guy. Like I know 
both of those guys can can flash, and Cortland Sutton's going to have a big play every now and then, but he's not the reliable receiver that Emmanuel Sanders is. Like, even when, you know, even in 2015, uh, Demarius Thomas would have a great game and then a terrible game like he did against the Patriots where he catches, like, one pass on 12 targets. But Emmanuel Sanders is going to be – he's going to be up for it no matter what, and I think that's just a guy you need to pace the offense when things are going badly. So I think he's I think he's more valuable than people give him credit for. Yeah, do you think he wants to stay in Denver though? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. That's a that's a great question. Um, that's up to him. That's up to him. <laughs> um, I feel I feel like he'll be a Patriot or uh, uh, have you, or a Saint. Like like I feel like he want he's gonna want to go somewhere where he thinks. He can play with one, a really good quarterback who's going to get him the ball and that they're going to be contenders. Yeah, I think he he really like he really cares about winning. And you can't say that about every wide receiver in the league. But when you saw Case Keenum get to the line after he threw that pass to Cortland Sutton and spike the ball, you see Sanders and Cortland Sutton celebrating at the line of scrimmage like right after he spikes the ball right. and they know that they're going to have a shot to win it and they're pumping their fists and everything. It's like, you know what, fuck taking. Uh, I'm here to win let's do this. Like, let's get back on track. And that was just so cool to see. Yeah. Nobody wants to see a tanked season. Like winning feels good. Like I, that was, that win probably brought me more joy than any win this season so far. I would agree. I would agree. Because we were in a drought, even though like we had the outlier Cardinals game kind of in the middle there. Uh, but that was, I felt felt like playing a college team. Yeah. That was weird. Yeah. It felt like an exhibition sort of, um, but it, it was because it was against the Chargers, and I think it was just because, like, we needed something to believe in. Something. Exactly. Something, something to hang our hats on. Thankful for, Will. Oh, is that a transition? You like that? You like that Thanksgiving? <laughs> That's thing? pretty good. That's uh, but pretty- now, okay, so the Broncos hang on and beat the Chargers. I think we both agree, like, they can hang with any fucking team in the league because yeah. they've done it all year. I think the team that gave them the most trouble is the Jets for whatever reason. Uh, football doesn't make any sense. It really doesn't. No. no. Uh, well, yeah, the two teams that played on Monday night that put 50 points on each other. Uh, the Broncos probably the Broncos defense held those teams in check. The Chargers twice. Uh, I think they held them below their points average for the yeah. season two Jeez. times. And then – uh, they probably gave the Rams the most trouble on defense uh, as anybody has, aside from, you know, Todd Gurley <laughs> running, running wild. Kept yeah. old Garrett Joff in check. <laughs> yeah, the Broncos gave uh, Goff the most trouble. Um, they gave Mahomes the most trouble, which is especially, also Yeah, in the little, first game especially. And it was, you know, it's because of their 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 defensive front. You know, it's not because the secondary is killing people. Uh, it's like sometimes they play well. Sometimes you're just like, oh, shit, hang on. But they they had a better game plan for those teams. And it's like yeah. watching that Monday night football game, like what These the guys, fuck yeah. were Bob Sutton and Wade Phillips doing? <laughs> there, was, there was three defensive touchdowns, which is awesome, but – you know, Mahomes and Goff threw the ball 95 times in that game. And when they did throw it, most of the time they had time to throw the ball and guys were just wide open. It was like – it wasn't like 
they were making, you know, these crazy impressive throw after throw. You know, Mahomes is impressive because when there is pressure, he gets away from it, and then his arm can put it anywhere on the field. You know what I mean? But it's not like they were fucking lacing in these tight window throws throughout the game. It was just like there was nobody covering all of their receiving options, and they were just finding guys wide open all game. Yeah, no, it felt like the defense just didn't – it felt like they weren't trying or they like they were playing for turnovers. It was like, well – this offense is going to score 40 to 50 points on us, but if we can get the big turnover late in the game, that's all that matters. And I think that's what the Chiefs were doing late because – so I'm watching this game, and the touch, the second touchdown to Everett when Everett was split wide, and they carried one, one guy over there without any help over the top. I think they put like a safety there, and Everett's a pretty fast tight end. And you're like, they're playing cover zero. You know what Goff's going to do. He's just going to throw it. <laughs> throw it deep you know, to throw it up to his big like, fast tight end yeah it's like well that's what they did if you can see that on tv but for some reason bob sutton can't on the on the sideline it's like like what's your what's your angle here what are you trying to accomplish on defense it clearly was just to get a game-ending turnover <clears throat> yeah it, it's uh did, is that the play everett went down the the sideline yeah yeah kept his then, kept his toes in yeah, the guy who was covering him couldn't tackle him. Yeah, it. <laughs> I love the uh, old throw it to the to the tight end who can't be tackled by the defender play. Yeah, the Broncos the, should run that one. They should, but they their tight end is Jeff Hireman, who after yeah. a, a ten catch great performance basically disappeared. Well, runs made, backwards. Made two plays that I thought were not good plays. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so with the Steelers, the Broncos are going to play the Steelers. Um, they have an offense that can be like Kansas City's or the Rams' offense. But last week, inexplicably against Jacksonville, they looked like shit. Um, I mean, we expected Jacksonville to do what they did to Pittsburgh last week for this whole season because there's talent on the defense, but they haven't done it. But right now the Steelers, uh, they are the fourth highest scoring offense in the league, 29.9 points. Serious question, is it fair to call that 30? Yeah, I think you're right up. Can we say 30 points a game? I think it's fair. Okay. Uh, you know, the Rams are at 35, Chiefs at 36, Saints at 37, we'll call it 38. Um, how do you how do you think the the, the Steelers are going to perform and do you think the Broncos play well against Pittsburgh this weekend? Yeah, I feel like Pittsburgh's one of those teams where we just play them so often and we have such a I don't know, such a rich history against them that like I hate to use one of the old football clichés, but I'm going to do it. It's like it's one of the games where you can just kind of throw the record out. And it's just the Broncos and the Steelers playing at mile high. And I know that doesn't really mean much, but I feel like we're in for a close game of some kind. Uh, we usually don't get blown out by the Steelers, and we usually don't blow out the Steelers. Like Somehow, Ben Roethlisberger uh, makes a close game out of it, either by coming back with a lot of, <clears throat> lot of touchdowns or throwing a, a really poor interception that keeps the Broncos in the game. 
And that's just generally what happens. But what the Jaguars did, and to like varied success, because the Steelers made a few mistakes that kind of hurt themselves. But they were just playing not to lose on offense and <laughs> keeping it out of the Steelers' hands. Like they just didn't let Blake Bortles throw. It's like we're going to turn around, we're going to give the ball to Leonard Fournette, and we're going to grind the clock. And if we put up 16 points on the Steelers, uh, but we don't give them enough time on offense to get three scores, we've got a pretty good chance. And it almost worked. Yeah, they ran the ball 47 times that game. 47 or 49, I forget. And they ran 13 straight plays, 13 straight rushes on a a single drive that I think think ended in a field goal from like the 35-yard line. one play was supposed to be a pass, but Bortles just tucked it and ran. So <laughs> I hope that's what the Broncos do. Like, I hope the difference is you can run it like six times in a row and then have more confidence in Case Keenum to, to, to make a throw after that. The, the, the yeah. Jags don't have that with Bortles right now, which is weird. But uh, Yeah, I agree. You get a good mix of Philip Lindsay and Royce Freeman rushing against the Steelers, and that's like that's where you can beat them because their defense is playing better. Like their their defense was horrible at the start this season, uh, and kind of like the Broncos' defense, they've evolved into playing better football. Uh, I think the Broncos' defense up front has more talent than Pittsburgh's, uh, a better pass rush, but agree. The, the Steelers' interior is probably a little bit stronger. Um, both teams' secondaries are very questionable. Uh, but I think, like, if you can get Phillip Lindsay and Royce Freeman on the edges of that Pittsburgh defense, you, you're going to be able to run against them. Uh, that shouldn't be too hard with Lindsay. I think you you got to – Yeah. It's gotta, a question of willingness for the Broncos. Yeah. Because they're having success running the football – uh, Philip Lindsay rips off that 41-yard touchdown, but he only got like 10 carries the whole game. Yeah, they It's a question of like commitment, really. Yeah, they, they they did a great job of that. 11 rushes and your quarterback's got 56 passing yards yeah. through the half. Three Still not enough play action either. Quarter. Yeah. Play action boot like just do it all. Yeah, do I know all. Ben Ben Albright points it out like literally every week on Twitter how <laughs> the Broncos are the best uh like Case Keenum's Passer rating is the best on play action, and the Broncos run the least amount of play, play action out of any offense in the league. Yeah, I feel like somebody debunked that stat, but uh, I, f- I forgot where it was. So we'll just pretend Albright's still correct. No, yeah, we're right until proven, proven otherwise. Here, here's a question for you, Will. Okay. Um, who worries you more for the Steelers playing the Broncos? James Conner or Vance McDonald? Ooh. See, James Conner could uh, rip off like 150, re- 150 rushing yards plus like 100 more receiving yards, and he could totally take over the game. But on one play, Vance McDonald could stiff arm anyone into the ground, and it would be way more humiliating uh, and probably way more impactful. So I'm going to go with Vance McDonald. Good answer. He was uh, – he caught – one of the, the Steelers' touchdown passes late to, to help him win that game. Uh, Pittsburgh also won with Ben Roethlisberger diving for the end zone and getting the yep. ball over the goal line. Very similar to Case Keenum's play. 
Uh, I also am I'm pretty optimistic about this game. I mean, I it might it may, like I feel like I've been venting some of my anger about the the Broncos <laughs> this whole episode. Oh, I but don't I do, think so. I feel good about this matchup for whatever reason, and I think the Broncos uh, yeah. might get another uh, end another win streak. I think it's very possible. Uh, I think they'll benefit from from playing at home again. Uh, we all know they're wearing their color rush orange uniforms, all orange. I'm excited for that. I don't know if the Steelers are cooking up, but it's not going to be as good looking as the as the old logo on the blue helmets and the the block numbering. Those are, if they just like switched to those uniforms full time, but made the pants white. And then change the color of the blue from like a, a dark blue to more of like a royal blue. I think now we're cooking with gas as far as the uniforms <laughs> go. The color rush unis. I have one final question for you about this game though. Okay. So you've got the two young running backs, both wearing number 30, Philip Lindsay and James Connor. Are we gonna have more mentions of Philip Lindsay being from Denver and not being invited to the combine? Or James Conner beating cancer. Ooh, that's a good over-under. Who's calling the game? Do we know that? I don't know that yet. Of course we don't. We don't research enough for these podcasts. I don't think they tell it. I don't think they say this early, do they? No, I get the info. I should start forwarding it to you because I just never look at it. Uh, Man, I think... Uh, I think they talk about Lindsay from Colorado more just because yeah, I, it's I, in I Colorado. Too. If it was in I Pittsburgh, I would, I would go the other way. I think they're going to have like two, like each of them are going to get like one mention about their little fun facts from like the note sheet that they like have to hit on every game. Like Philip Lindsay comes out. Well, here's the guy from university of Colorado. He's grown up in Denver, by the way, here's a picture of him with Spencer Larson back in eighth grade. Uh, he wasn't invited to the combine. They get that out of the way, and then they get their James Conner uh, beat cancer. Oh, he's at Pitt, came back stronger, whatever. Uh, and then Philip Lindsay's going to rip off a huge run. Like, well, they're the fans rooting for their hometown hero, Philip Lindsay, and that'll count as a mention. Oh, yeah, he's going to get tons of that. Uh, I do – Sunday nights, Channel 7 posts, like, a video I send him, and I did it about Philip Lindsay. And sometimes they cut shit either because they can't put it on TV or for time. And they always sure. cut the, the best parts, like <laughs> always the best part. They don't want to make you look too good. So I'm saving it for an episode, but it was like, and I'm telling you this, Will, to start thinking. So I got okay. a few, I got a few lines in there about how Colorado is Philip Lindsay. Cause the episode's about Philip Lindsay and that he's interesting. So Colorado so it's like one of the lines was, he's so Colorado that he gives Coors Brewery tours at halftime and that at away games, he drinks Coors beer before the games, right? So start thinking as many of those as we can rip off. Good, mm. bad, I don't care. I want them all. I'm going to have to uh, break some news to you. I don't live in Colorado, so I don't know as much as people who live there. Well, uh, well, you're I'm gonna a do my writer. I'm going to do the my research. The internet is a big thing, and all you got to do is type up shit from Colorado, and Bing will get you there. 
<laughs> you bing I don't know that? where I'd be without you Google. Bing that, Will? We're a we're a Bing family. <laughs> Does anybody use is that thing is Bing still yeah. around? Yeah, Russell Wilson uses it. That's bullshit. Of course he does. <laughs> Bing's how to have sex. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking Wilson. Uh, all right, so are you going to take the Broncos then? Yeah, why not? Taking the Broncos. Right. We'll take the Broncos. We'll get the preview episode up on my main channel Friday. I guess uh, Bing is a good transition to the NFL. And we've Bing, got please sponsor the podcast. Three... <clears throat> three games Thursday Thursday football uh giant no not giants <laughs> uh Redskins Lions. Cowboys Bears Lions Falcons Saints uh again you're probably listening listening to this after these games I was excited about the Bears Lions game but Mitch Trubisky's hurt so he's not even playing which makes yeah me- what the f- this is like I I wrote it in the the newest video but this is has this has to be the shortest week for a team ever because yeah. the Bears played on Sunday night. It felt like a long game too for some reason. Maybe and didn't just that the, game get flexed? Yeah, it did. So they weren't really prepared for that ahead of time. Uh, That's fucked and, up. Yeah, because they wouldn't have done that otherwise. They would, the schedule makers wouldn't have uh, done that in back in whatever April when they're making the schedule. Uh, but yeah. Not only is it a Thursday game, like usually when you play on Thursday, it's a Thursday night game. But this is a morning game. Yeah. This is like 9 a.m. Pacific time, 11 a.m. local time. Uh, so they got to go from uh, yeah, the night do. game at Soldier Field, go all the way to Detroit. Basically, you get like a day of travel uh, plus like, I guess, like uh, one full day of practices and then a walkthrough on Wednesday. Yeah, you playing, quarterback. playing Sunday night and then having to play Thursday morning, that sucks. I, would, I, yeah, I feel like that would kill a normal person. They did it on purpose. They flexed the Bears into the primetime game, which I get it. You know, yeah. it was the better matchup, but I'm guessing you could have flexed. There could have been another game you could have flexed there. Uh, yeah, I mean, ironically, Jaguars-Steelers ended up being closer than uh, – than Bears Vikings, although Bears I mean, Vikings is probably a better game. Yeah, overall. you could have, and, and it's easy now because we know the results. But you could have looked at that and did Colts Titans. I mean, the Titans were coming yeah. off of beating the Patriots. The Colts were they're on like a four game win streak. So yeah, I'd love to see the Colts on prime time. Oh man, there nobody's talking about the Colts right now. Yeah, no one talks about uh, <laughs> Andrew Luck. They're five and five right now. They're right in the middle of the playoff race. I don't know. I like this team. I feel like uh, this is a team with, I think, the most cap space coming up after this season. You feel like if they make a couple of the right signings, get yeah uh, one good draft class under their belt, like more viable. Andrew Luck was carrying in the playoffs like lambs to get slaughtered by the Patriots every year. Yeah, you were kind of cutting out there, but I think I heard most of what you said. <laughs> uh, you want to reset? Because you're cutting out a little bit too. Can you? How about now? Are you hearing me okay? Yeah, you're still. You've kind of been like, video's been stopping. And it's kind of cutting out throughout the episode. I could hear you. Like, it would just be easier. 
let's keep yeah. going. And if it fucks okay. up more, we'll reset it. And I'm Let's leaving this in. I'm not editing this shit out. Fuck. Uh, but what I was going to say, yeah, Andrew Luck. Wait, wait, got, wait. Can you please uh, delete my racist uh, monologue? That, that <laughs> it you was like, it, it's not a big deal. It's like five minutes. But like, while I thought, like, I thought this was off the record. <laughs> like, can you just like do me a favor and take that part out? Anytime Will thinks the camera's off, just stay <laughs> <with> immediately. <laughs> That's my first instinct. Will, you're cutting it. Show, you, know, you know what's yeah. weird, though? is like, the, one of my fears, because I put up a video every day, um, is that like I don't, I have this fear, and it's unjustified because I don't say anything racist. Like it's not not like in my writing yeah. to write you, racist shit. You just, you just but I always it. I always worry like, did I say something racist in the video and just forget <laughs> it, and somebody's gonna look back at it and and get me for it? Although today, I was uh, I used. Uh, I, I said Pollock in my video. I wasn't <laughs> sure how racist that is. Uh, mm. But it, it it wasn't me saying it. It was like an example of your racist uncle saying it. So I felt like it was okay. justified. And I'm also yeah. not worried about saying something that would racially offend white people. I feel like I'm not no. worried about that at all. So yeah. Yeah. I didn't know. that. So that was a gray area for me. But usually like right. I'm like, did I say... Did I? No, I never even wrote like something that was super racist. So why am I worried two hours after the video <laughs> just, went up that I may have said like something very offensive? <laughs> yeah, it could just be like a Freudian slip. It's like uh, Randy Marsh on that episode of South Park where he's on Wheel of Fortune. <laughs> right, right. Saying something like that. Yeah. It's, uh, I don't know. <laughs> but I, I, that's what I'm saying. It's a weird, unjustified fear. But again, like I'm not a fear. I'm not, I have no. I'm not a feared. I'm not a scared to offend white people by saying something. Yeah. Well, you got the one. Yeah. No, it helps that you are white yourself. And also right. like white people have, I feel like we've done most of the racism over the years. Right. Right. So we could probably take some as well. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. Usually no racism is the, my rule of thumb, but you know, <laughs> yeah. Don't be racist is a, is a good rule. Yeah. Well, no, no, no. I should take. I should revise that. No racism while the camera's running. Exactly. For you, yeah. Will. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, but <clears throat> Andrew Luck hasn't been sacked in five games. <laughs> he sure hasn't. That's uh, no. Frank Reich's Frank Reich's doing wonders with this team. And the Eagles' offense is struggling. And it's yeah. after we've been talking about racism, and then you use a name like Frank Reich. Like I was just gonna say. <laughs> Not, uh, I mean, it's just it's just hanging there for us to say something, but we're not gonna do it. No, I would never make that joke. Yeah, you would uh, not want to do that. No. Yeah, this is the third third time uh, Reich's gotten a, a big job in the. No, I'm just, I'm just not. It's not gonna. It's not gonna work. You you, you tried. Uh, Twenty nine touchdown passes for Andrew Luck. Everybody's talking about Mahomes, Breeze. Yep. Goff. Nobody's saying Andrew Luck, Andrew Luck, and he is maybe doing the most with the least. Yeah. If we're going to talk about, like, if we're going to use valuable in its most basic definition, uh, Andrew Luck is the most valuable player um, based on if you replaced a quarterback like Andrew Luck with a replacement level quarterback. 
the Colts would be screwed. They would not be five yeah. and five. They'd be closer to they two would and be, eight. They'd be nine. close to getting drafting another Andrew Luck. Exactly. Yeah. If you replaced Mahomes or Goff or I hesitate to say Breeze just because he's been there for so long, but the offense around him is so so good. Uh, but if you replace all of them with a replacement level quarterback, I don't think the drop off would be as severe. Like I think they're they're all obviously above average, um, but I think the the margin is much bigger uh, between Andrew Luck and those other three guys. Yeah, the one thing they all have going is their offensive lines are playing well. It, it is really crazy that Andrew Luck has not been sacked that long, and he also has yep. he's it's seven <clears throat> straight games where he's thrown three touchdown passes or more. So um, pretty good. I hope that the Colts make it as a wild card team. I would love to see them in the playoffs too. because in Andrew, they started playing a lot better once they got Marlon Mack back as well. And that running game started running Mack and then Himes. He's playing pretty well too yeah, for them. My, they, yeah, my fantasy pick for, the, for right. the worst fantasy team. When we were doing that. Turned out to be pretty good. Himes and their, uh, who's their, who's their, their tight end that you love? Oh, are you talking about Mo Alley Cox? Yeah, Mo Alley Cox. Yeah, Mo Cox. Mo Every Cox, time Mo Cox. Mo Cox scores a touchdown, Will texts yeah. me, Mo Cox. <laughs> letting me know that we're going to definitely try yeah. to put it, write it in somewhere as a joke. Mm-hmm. Um, I, always, I always text, uh, yeah, it's basically a dick pic. Mo Cox. Just, <clears throat> I always text you, Cox. <clears throat> um, so let's see. The, the big MVP race is basically – it's being boiled down now to, to Drew Brees, who's never won. He's never won an MVP, which is – It's stupid. Pretty shocking. Pretty stupid, if you ask me, too. It's stupid. Also, Pat Mahomes, who turned the ball over – Five was times. It four or five times? Five, five times. times. He did throw six touchdowns. Um, so, we'll give him credit for that. Most people give him credit for that. I might not, but I think it's got to go to Breeze, right? He's got 25 touchdowns to – it's either one or two interceptions. I, I want to say it's one right now. Yeah, I'll look it up. Uh, does he still only have one? I think so. Pick? That's insane. Yeah, it is. He's still – yeah, it's just one interception. And it came against the Vikings. So, it came against a pretty good defense. Yeah. I, I'd have to give it to Breeze under every circumstance just because I feel like Mahomes has been good. He's been very good. He also lost them the game, I think, on, uh, on Monday night just based on – Yeah, just you give up three def- – You give up two defensive touchdowns. Yeah. You throw those two picks at the end. Yeah. Not great. Um, no, but and Drew Brees is a he's been efficient. Player. You got to make those guys work for it. I agree. I agree. He's got a – I know, like, in a vacuum, you want to give the best player MVP every year. But there's some – like, it's not how it works. Like, in the mind of the voters, they're going to give out, like, a Lifetime Achievement Award every now and then. And this, like, this could be a Lifetime Achievement Award for Breeze just because he hasn't won it. But it's not like a – it's not like Leonardo DiCaprio winning Best Actor for The Revenant. Like, this – it might be one of his best seasons. Like, Revenant's not – Leonardo DiCaprio's best performance but it's the one that won him the Oscar because they realized oh we fucked up we should have given it to him earlier like three different times it's the same yeah. thing for Breeze <clears throat> should have won it 
2011. He would have won in 2006 if not for LaDainian Tomlinson just going crazy. Uh, and then 2009 as well when they won the Super Bowl. Yeah, that uh, I think Breeze should win it. If he finishes the season with one interception, I don't know how you don't give it to yeah. him. <laughs> uh, I think 25 to 1 is probably the best ratio I've ever seen. Although, Foles had 27 to 2 that one year. Oh. Which is pretty good. Is that Nick Foles? Yeah, Nick Foles. That was in the 2013. Peyton Manning year? The, yeah. Peyton Manning 55 touchdown pass year? Correct. Did Peyton win it that year or did? No, he won it. He Peyton. probably, yeah. He, he would have won two straight in 2012 and 2013, but Adrian Peterson him, almost Yeah, they gave him the record. comeback player award, right? Yeah. Or wait, did, was that Adrian Peterson? They both were comeback players, and they both played well. Yeah, I feel like Adrian Peterson came back even – fat like if you come back like and miss one game off of a torn acl and then rush for 2000 yards like peyton manning obviously had to get like a billion neck surgeries but he missed the whole season in between yeah so i don't know i would have given adrian peterson to come back and then given peyton manning mvp yeah it would have really helped his uh anybody who wants to get into the goat argument you know mm. yeah i mean we would never do that but no. some people like to that's beneath us. Uh, yeah, I mean, Drew Brees, the last two games, 150 passer rating, 153.2. He had 153.2 in the middle of the season against Washington. It's just insane. <laughs> um, yeah, and he's just got – because there were years where Drew Brees was playing really, really well. And this is like from, I want to say, 2014 through 2016. With uh, he can throw 2012 in there too, the year that Sean Payton was suspended, but he was playing really, really well, and his supporting cast was just non-existent, especially on defense. And now that he's got a defense, and he's got a top five running back in Alvin Kamara, and a top five wide receiver in Michael Thomas. Yeah, I don't know. It's it's a fun team to watch, and I think, and I mean, it's crazy to think that their one loss came to Ryan Fitzpatrick and the Buccaneers in Week One. Uh, but they'd be perfect aside from that, which was, I don't know, it was like maybe the second best shootout of the year uh, after the Monday night game that we just saw. Yeah. But I and, think they're the best, like most well-rounded team in the NFL. I feel yeah. like they would have beat both teams on Monday night. No, it's, they, they would have because they have a, a better defense. And their defense, like the first two weeks, was not good. Um, but it came around, nope. and their defense – was good last season. So that's kind of why it was, it was a surprise early on that they had such a slow start. But I think it's like, you know, Mahomes is good. Goff is good. Uh, but like with Breeze, you just get a guy who has seen everything. You know what I mean? Like mm -hmm. he's not getting fooled. Uh, you can still trick Mahomes. You can still trick Jared Goff and do some things because they're, they're young. They haven't seen it all. It's crazy how good both of them are playing right now, but it's like I think that's why with the weapons he has, with Michael Thomas catching 89.7% of the passes thrown his way, which is nuts, um, you have, they have to be like the Super Bowl favorites right now. And Breeze, his arm, he's lost a little bit on his arm, kind of like you know Peyton Manning in 2013. Uh, but still threw 55 touchdowns. The difference is, like, Breeze is still spry. Like, 
the rest of his body is still good. He can move around and do things. And it's just like Alvin Kamara, awesome. But the Saints got like a huge boost when they got Mark Ingram back, who just is probably one of those guys like Andrew Luck, who just fucking balls out every week. And nobody really talks about Ingram in like that top back conversation because so much of the production is shared with Alvin Kamara. So it's like the the Chiefs have Kareem Hunt, the Rams have Todd Gurley, but then the Saints have two guys who are similar to those backs. You know what I mean? It's just crazy. Yeah. And, yo, and I think, like, it's – like, who would you rather have? Would you rather have one running back who can do it all or would you have two running backs – Who can do that? it all. Yeah, no, I mean, like, one's better – like, one's primarily a receiving back. I know Alvin Kamara is a very good runner, but, like, one's the rushing – you know, one's the guy you hand it off to, the other's the guy that you throw the swing pass to. It's like, if you're getting the same production from two guys, like, what's the difference? Right. Well, it, the, the thing is, like, if one guy is tired and or hurt, right. you've got that, that option there. And also, like, Kamara looked – like a great three down back for the first four weeks of the season for the saints. Mm-hmm. Like, I was like, Oh shit, that guy, that guy could be just a, a straight up three down running back. Uh, he is best, you know, they pass him the ball a lot, but um, I would take those two over. Well, fuck. I mean, Todd Gurley's really good, but I would take <laughs> yeah, the two over one cream hunt or one Todd Gurley, just because you have, a little more freedom in case like something happens. No. Yeah. It's like one of the reasons why Atlanta's not doing so well this year is because they're missing Devonte Freeman. And it's, you know, they're missing a lot of guys, but they're missing Devonte Freeman. And it feels like it makes Tevin Coleman less effective uh, because he's kind of got to do everything instead of doing the things that he's good at, which is like uh, the outside runs, the tosses, the swing yeah. passes, whatever Devonte Freeman, you know, does the, does the, you know, run between the tackles kind of stuff. Uh, and it makes them a less effective offense. So it's good to have a couple of guys. And I feel like if the Rams or the Chiefs were to lose their running back, first of all, I think the Rams would be more affected yeah. going from Gurley to Malcolm Brown than the Chiefs would from Kareem Hutt to Spencer Ware. Um, but I, I still think we're not giving running backs enough credit when we talk about these offenses too. Oh. No. Just because, I mean, a running back just, it doesn't feel like a running back is capable of winning the MVP anymore, does it? Well, I mean, Gurley's been in the talks for it, but no, I think it's... Yeah, but you never feel like he's going he's gonna to make the leap. Like, he probably should have won MVP last year. Right. And, no, I think running backs used to have a, a legitimate shot at winning that, but people don't look at it that way. <clears throat> and part of the reason is, like, it's just because teams throw it so much. Even if the running back's getting a lot of passes, it's like, well, you know, he's half receiver, half running back. We're not going to he, – he, sure, he accounts for, you know, most of their offense. But Yeah, no, like Pat, Patrick Mahomes does a little shovel pass to Kareem Hunt, and then he <laughs> – Takes he, 60 yeah. yards or 40 yards. Yeah, or he, like, hurdles one of the Broncos defenders and, and runs in for a touchdown, and it just goes in the stat book as a touchdown pass, pass for Patrick Mahomes. Yeah, you're right. What are you going to do? And I feel like one, like another, just to add to that phenomenon, I think part of what affects it is when you look at a running back stats on the internet, 
it just shows the rushing yards and you have to like scroll over the receiving yards. And I feel like people always miss the receiving yards. It's just do total right. yards. Yeah, no, you're right. People don't like to scroll. That's the problem. I didn't even know you could scroll over to that. I always just get pissed that I don't see the rushing yards. So then I go into ESPN's box score because it's more detailed. Yeah. And I figure out, like, I can see the penalty things that I'm looking for. That is a nice tip. Here's You look at the, the top offenses right now. Saints, great running backs. Chiefs, solid running back. Rams, great running back. Steelers, great running back. Colts, got Marlon Mack playing like a great running back. Then you got the Bears who have a pretty good two, combo two in, good running backs. in Jordan Hauer and Tariq Cohen. And then Patriots are at 28. And they probably use running backs more this season. than Yeah, they have a, a great receiving running back. They've got James White. And then, you know, they've – Sony Michelle was looking like the guy for him. He got hurt. Uh, they might bounce back just by getting him back. You know what I mean? The first outlier there – is uh, <laughs> the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Um, <laughs> but I would say like eight of the top ten offenses, because the Chargers are at ten, uh, Falcons are nine, like they all have really, really good running backs. So I think that was a, was a good point to bring up, Will. Yeah. Um, kind of to close out on that, though, I think Breeze is going to win. I think he should. Are you having a seizure? What's going on? I'll just do what I want. Yeah, podcast. Yeah, yeah it's, oh, it's a good point. It's not our <laughs> podcast. It is mine. No, no, you own it. You own the rights. Uh, I'm a guest. It just. I'm just happened. a weekly guest. This podcast just happened because of you. Eh, eh. Let's not give. Let's not give me too much credit. Ooh, you don't like compliments. <laughs> you don't like compliments or insults. I don't know what to do, Will. No, I, I hate compliments. That's why I love the comment section on uh, YouTube every time. <laughs> yeah, Drew Brees will probably win. Let's go through these games really quick. Yeah, let's do that. It's time to leave. I want to enjoy my evening. Yeah, no. <laughs> We're not doing it right now. Uh, okay, so this is going to sound stupid. <laughs> This is going to sound stupid if we're wrong because uh, we're going to have three games that you're probably going to listen to after Thanksgiving. Right. If you're listening to this instead of spending time with your family on Thanksgiving, uh, we appreciate it, but maybe reconsider. Maybe reconsider, even though the episode we just put yeah. up basically shit on family. <laughs> the entire episode. Yeah, well, what are you going to do? It's one of those things you have to do. Anyway, Bears at Lions. I'm taking the Lions just because of the – the absence of Mitch Trubisky and the short week with the travel, like we talked about. Um, yeah, I picked the Bears because I think their defense is really good. That's but, a good point. <laughs> uh, the also, Bears also I'm going to stick with the Bears because I think they are a playoff team. And even though there's some stuff stacked against them, uh, this is one of those games they just have to go win. Yeah, the Bears did pummel the Lions just, like, not even two weeks ago. It'll be like they're going to play twice in the matter of ten days. Yeah, and then I think so the, Bears, be the Bears get ten days rest and then play the Saints, I think. They may, there may be a game in between. I don't know, but Saints-Bears. I, I think that's the Sunday night game in, uh, in a week. That'll be a good one. Hell, yeah, that's going to be good. Yeah. That's going to be good. Okay. The Washington Redskin Potatoes 
versus my least favorite Thanksgiving game every year, the Cowboys. Dallas Cowboys. Um, I would go with Dallas just because, well, Cole McCoy played pretty well, but because of Cole McCoy. <laughs> I'm going to go with the Cowboys. Uh, I think the, the Alex Smith injury is just going to derail the Redskins. Yeah. I think – I think. speaking of, like, people that don't get enough credit, Alex Smith was really not getting enough credit on this Washington team for yeah. kind of holding them together. Uh, and that's too bad because, I don't know, I hope he comes back. He's probably not going to come back next year. Uh, and he'll be, what, like 36, 37 by the time he has a chance of coming back probably, so – yeah, you have know. to question whether it's worth it, but I kind of hope I hope we see him again. Well, if it was uh, a if it was a clean straight break, he should be able to come back, right? Yeah, if it's clean, and we're not talking about like you know the medical uh, the medical world has advanced since Joe Theismann's leg was snapped yeah, like heard, a chicken. Like I know Ian Rappaport said that the injury was not career threatening. Uh, yeah, I mean. So, but I don't know when he That's when fair. he'll be able to to return. So it's like, you, and then you just like weigh all the factors. Like he's getting older. Who Dude, knows? if that happened to me, there's no way I'd come back. I would, yeah, no. <laughs> I'm a competitive person, but if my leg snapped in half at Alex Smith, he's what thirty? Is he thirty four? I think so. He might be, yeah, thirty three or thirty four. He's probably but closer to thirty four. I'm he's been around forever. If my knee, if my leg snapped in half, I'd be like, I'm done with this stupid game. I'm fucking done. I've made my I'm money. Done, yeah. I don't know if I'd come back to walking. I think I'd probably be in a wheelchair for the rest of my life. You will. You can walk. No, I cannot. <laughs> I stand up. I stand up accidentally. It's a miracle. Like no, he can do this. Fine, he can do this the whole time. It's just lazy. Not fine. Yeah. Um, so we both got so the Cowboys. I guess, yeah, I guess we're taking the Cowboys. I also think the Cowboys are going to win the division now, which sucks. Yeah, it's kind of annoying because they're just going to get just smoked in the playoffs. I hate this game because I hate long halftimes, and this is the longest halftime of any regular season game. Oh. So they always have some bullshit. Uh, like, performance. Yeah, like Pitbull's going to do like a 45-minute concert in between the two halves. Pitbull's going to uh, cover Celine Dion. Awesome. Yeah. Yeah, my heart will go on. Uh, more like this halftime will go on, <laughs> folks. Uh, Falcons and Saints. Actually, uh, a pretty good game. It might be. I'm going to take the Saints, though. I mean. It's just like the Falcons, like, I still, like, have the 2016 Falcons in my brain. I know. Like, I haven't gotten past that, and I just feel like every game they're going to explode offensively, and they just kind of haven't but they always get close yeah they just lost to the cowboys so i still like i I always look forward to seeing the falcons for some reason you're a hot boy oh that's the Cowboys. regardless yeah the hot boys both taking saints taking the saints yeah so that brings us to the sunday games 49ers at buccaneers this is a tough one to pick the the buccaneers are starting Jameis winston 49ers are sticking with Nick Mullins. Nick Mullins' first road game played really well, obviously, against the Raiders. Struggled a little bit against the Giants on Monday night. Yeah. Uh, probably should have won that game. I think I'm going to take the Buccaneers in this one. <clears throat> Interesting. Yeah, Mullins struggled, but showed some poise, like bounced back, made some throws. 
feisty. I feel like Jameis Winston will play one good game and then he'll throw his four interceptions. So, yeah, yeah I'll go with Tampa Bay as well. Do you think both Tampa Bay quarterbacks have double-digit interceptions this year? That's pretty cool. It's awesome. Yeah, That's it's like 12 stat. and 11. Between... That's a good stat. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Browns at Bengals. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers are just like, when evaluating <laughs> quarterbacks, which guy can throw us the most picks? We want. Wait, did you take the 49ers? No, I took uh, Tampa. Okay. There we go. The Bucks. All right, yeah, Hugh Jackson Bowl. Uh, yeah, Hugh Jackson's um, revenge. Exactly. The curse of Hugh Jackson. Hugh Jackson's return. I want to roll with the Browns here, man. Give me the Browns. They showed up. Baker's answering to Greg Williams' dictator-like coaching style. But, but yeah, <laughs> he's less of a dictator back. than Condoleezza Rice. Ooh, literally almost Secretary yeah. of State. Hmm? Guess that was debunked. The Condoleezza Rice news was debunked. I just want – I wanted it to be true so badly. It's just oh, one so of those things I. that – it just – I think it just makes it into the news cycle because, like, someone jokes about it or, like, someone starts a false rumor and it's like, this is so good that I want this to be news, so I'm just going to – I'm going to suspend my disbelief and, and just say it's true. And somehow Adam Schefter got a hold of it and he had the same thought process. No, I think – I think what happened is Jimmy Haslam did say that and then waited to see what people reacted. And then was like, no, 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 no we never did. Yeah, it's like, yeah, it like, what if what if we, we hired? Bring in, and then we bring back yeah. the baseball guy. Hmm? Yeah, <laughs> Paul de Potesta. We bring in the money ball with Kondo. Yeah. And we now, we're, now we're cooking with grease. It's like, I'm just going to float this out there. Is this a good idea? Just responds immediately, no. Okay, just, well, it was a joke the whole time, so. He just. I don't know what people are getting upset about. Yeah, he texts directly to Adam Schefter once yeah. a week with a bad idea just to see what kind of what kind of happens. I like it. It's, it's actually a pretty good way to own a team. Uh, that being said, I'm taking the Bengals. Ooh, is AJ Green back yet? I don't think so, no. Yeah, you're going to lose. Browns are going to win. Very well, maybe right. It's Giants my guaranteed Eagles. pick of the week. Giants yeah, Eagles. Yeah, we should do like a lock. Giants my Eagles. Lock of the week. Uh, I'm going to go with the Eagles. I'm going to go, just to be crazy, I'm going to go with the Giants. I mean, the Eagles. Just because they have a little bit of momentum. Yeah, they do have momentum. Uh, maybe. I mean, they actually, they, they lost their last game. The Eagles? Correct? No, the Giants. Yeah. Did they play after that Monday night game with Nick Mullins? I'm pretty sure they did. They played last Sunday. Who did they just play? <laughs> <laughs> this is great. We're a serious football podcast. Uh, I know they, no, they just, Barkley had they a just beat the Buccaneers. Lost. Yeah, they just they oh. 38-35, they beat the oh, Bucs. So they won. Yeah, okay. Uh, that's right, okay. Yeah, no, Saquon had a big game. Yeah. Uh, so they are on a two-game winning streak. Like I said originally, they have momentum. Okay. They're going to win. 
No, I don't feel good about my pick at all. But I'm you shouldn't. Jaguars at Bills. Uh, we can roll through this game. Uh, mm. Hard to believe that this was a playoff game uh, less than a year ago. Yeah. Give me the Jags, I guess. Yeah, I'll take the Bills. Oh, you're gonna ride. You're gonna ride that Matt Barkley train. Yeah, why not? Both really good defense. There's no, there's no breaks on the Matt Barkley train. Everybody knows that. Jags defense isn't great. We're taking the Jaguars. Patriots at Jets. I think we can. I'm, I'm just riding down your pick without even asking. Yeah, Patriots. Raiders. At Ravens, I feel like I, I was kind of disappointed that the Ravens won yet last week, and now they play the Raiders. It feels like they're just going to get a, on a winning streak, and John Harbaugh is not going to get fired. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, the Raiders won too. That's true. Yeah, no, even when uh, their tight end basically choked out John Gruden. <laughs> yeah, I want to see that video. I don't know if that happened. They'll, they'll, there's going to be like a Zapruder film of that circulating around somewhere. Like someone caught it on their cell phone. Yeah. And then they're just going to analyze every single angle of it for the next 50 years. They beat the Cardinals. Um, <clears throat> yeah. They beat the I, Cardinals. Yeah. I'll go with the Ravens. Beating the Cardinals is like the, it's like the free spot on like bingo. Although, yeah, it's Lamar Jackson's playing. We didn't talk about that. He he rushed the yeah. ball 27 times last week. <laughs> yeah, he, like, almost outrushed the Jaguars by himself. Yeah, he should be the Jags quarterback. That, um, yeah, they could run, like, the triple option over there in Jacksonville. Man. Probably be I more effective. I want to pick the Raiders because I don't believe in Jackson. I'll, I'll stay with the Ravens. I'm taking the Ravens. They're just a better team all around. They can, they know how to hide Lamar Jackson for now until he becomes a better passer. And I think that's what they're going to do. Which leads us to Seahawks at Panthers. Pretty good game. Panthers Ooh. on a two-game losing streak. Seahawks just beat the, uh, beat the Packers. Oh, yeah. Yeah, this is tough. Like – we thought everybody thought the Panthers were going to bounce back. Uh, who did they lose to? They lost to the Lions. Oh, that's right. Yeah, on a missed extra point. Is it that? Is it in Seattle? No, it's in Carolina. Hmm. Uh, I'll go with Carolina. Yeah, I'm taking the Panthers too. I still think they're a pretty good team. I think they're both decent teams. Yeah. Um, I don't know. So, three games left. We can roll through them kind of quickly. Cardinals at Chargers. Chargers. Taking the Chargers. Okay. Dolphins at Colts. Colts. I'm taking the Colts as well. a lot about Andrew Luck. If he lets us Yeah, dude. Uh, Yeah, after all that, I'm going to take whoever the Dolphins are – Rolling out there at quarterback. <laughs> Ryan Tannehill will, is back. Oh, great. <laughs> Ryan Tannehill, back for the Dolphins, baby. Serious upgrade. Uh, he's going to come back. I feel like while he was injured, he, uh, he just spent all of his time yelling at the practice squad players. <laughs> Fuck you guys. I make more money than you. Uh, yeah, so I'm taking the Colts. 
Packers at Vikings. Packers, Vikings. Oh, man. Both teams coming off a loss. The Vikings are – the fans are turning on Kirk Cousins. Saw an article saying Kirk Cousins was not is not the right guy for Minnesota. Aaron Rodgers has not enough help around him. It's true. He also is a bad coach. Bad coach. Is it in Minnesota? It's in Minnesota. I'll go with the Vikings in at home. Okay. I guess. I'm just going to – I feel like I'm going to keep taking the Packers until they win. So, I'm going to take the Packers. And we did it. That's all of them. That's all the games, I think. Feels like that would make – is Dolphins-Colts the Sunday night game, really? I got to check that. No, I missed the Monday night game. Sorry. Shit. Okay, Monday night game. Tennessee Titans at Houston Texans. Ooh, Decent game. Should have been a good game. Tennessee looked like garbage last week. That's what Hello. they do. They play like garbage and they play really well, so I'm taking the Titans. Yeah, they, they play well against the good teams, huh? Yeah, apparently. Play uh, the Patriots every week. Uh, you're taking the Titans? Yep. I'm going to take the Texans. Hmm, the sake of competition, I see. Yeah. Got to make up some ground. My all right, well, that's all the picks for us. All year. All right, thanks for listening to this podcast. I think we covered the NFL in a way yeah. that is special, beyond special. And I hope everybody enjoys their Thanksgiving or enjoyed their Thanksgiving. Will... I hope you have a wonderful day tomorrow, today. You know what? Guess guess what, Brandon? I hope you have a good Thanksgiving, too. I'm just going to say it. I will. It will will be all right. I hope dinner is good. I hope you have good discourse with all of your relatives, and you make it throughout dinner without bringing up politics or anything like that, and you just have a good time. We will do that. All of that is true and good advice. Don't bring up politics. Do not. Nope. Start to find out where people stand that you thought stood in a different area. (laughs) Yes. Yeah. Family you thought was pretty solid starts to crack. What? What? Uh, You you know me too. Like once once I know the cameras are off, I'll say anything. There's cousin racist Will. Yeah. Don't don't get me started on that migrant caravan. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Enjoy your Thanksgiving. Thanks for listening to the podcast. Bye. See you guys.